Welcome to the Legacy Leaders Podcast. Are you doing the best for your client to help them create their legacy? Are you creating a plan that goes far beyond finances to help people ensure that it becomes the driving force behind all decisions? On this podcast, hosts Katie Beth Hand and Stan Miller will help you with growing your practice and your client's peace of mind. Together, they bring the best and brightest minds to share with you how to help your clients develop their best legacy. And now, here are your hosts, Katie Beth and Stan. Well, welcome to today's podcast for Legacy Leaders. I'm Rod Hatley of Hatley Law Group, and I have the privilege to be one of the co-hosts for Legacy Leaders. It's my privilege today to speak with Sam Masio. Uh, Sam is with Better. That's the name of his company. He's based here in San Diego. Sam, just briefly tell us a little bit about yourself and about Better. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm an attorney here in California, and my law firm, Better, is a team of attorneys and paralegals. We essentially help people with their nonprofits, their small businesses. We help creative professionals and solo entrepreneurs. And really, the name Better comes from we try to be better every day, and we really want to help our clients and our communities try to be a little bit better every day as well. Fabulous. Okay. Well, okay. So you're an attorney and uh, we'll talk more about better and, and the good work it's doing. What was it that prompted you to consider going to met, met, uh, law school and becoming an attorney? Yeah, it's a kind of a funny story. I, I always think about how in law school, there's a lot of the people that grow up, they're like, you know, third generation lawyer, or they have this burning passion to be a lawyer. And I can't say that I'm either of those things. I actually, yeah. you know, was in uh, a lot of sports in high school and I really wanted to be in that world, in the sports industry. And so it occurred to me that being a sports agent is probably the next best thing. And, you know, the natural question is, does Jerry Maguire, you know, influence that decision? But I think Jerry Maguire was a little bit earlier on in in my uh, years. And so not not necessarily. But that was originally kind of the impetus to go to law school was to be in that industry, become a sports agent and just quickly realized uh, once I got to law school that wasn't really an industry that was for me. And I really wanted to kind of help people and, and, you know, be a problem solver, which was a big focus of my law school. And so that's kind of how I ended up here. But, you know, the, the way I ended up having my own firm and doing what I do is I actually ended up at a nonprofit organization after working at a couple of law firms that were less than ideal workplaces to, to be at. And so the nonprofit kind of opened up my eyes to being able to help people and do things a little bit differently. Okay. And so can you talk for a little bit just about better and what you guys do specifically, what what your firm does and the kind of uh, cases you take on and that sort of thing? Sure. Yeah. So traditionally we've handled mostly nonprofits, small businesses, medium businesses, and then kind of the freelancers and entrepreneurs. And that's anything from A to Z for them. So forming their businesses or their nonprofits, helping with their contracts, trademarks, copyright, labor and employment. We screen documentary films for fair use defenses. We do a little bit of everything. And then recently in in 2023, we've actually rolled out now doing wills and trusts. So the estate planning aspect for our clients, which kind of a natural outgrowth. You know, we got a lot of these clients that we've set their businesses up and we've helped them protect their businesses. And they've, you know, had kids over the years and they come to us and say, we need an estate plan. And we've been referring that out. Realized that, you know, we could spend some time getting up to speed and learning that and, and you know, getting a good platform to use, which is what we did towards the end of 2022. And so that's kind of what rounds out our services for our clients. In addition to all the business sort of protection and proactive work, we do that proactive work and that planning for our clients and their families as well. Okay, fabulous. Terrific. Let's see, you just added recently then estate planning to your uh, suite of services. And um, 
Let's see. I mean, can you share, and we don't have to talk necessarily about estate planning, but maybe just generally, can you share with us a time when, I don't know, maybe you worked with a client and uh, you were able to get a really good result that maybe you hadn't expected? And then on the flip side of that, maybe you had worked with a client or they wouldn't take your, your good advice and it just wound up being a not so good result for them. Can you share stories of either of those categories? Yeah, absolutely. It's funny that that second one, you know, we, we joke sometimes that we get paid for people not to listen to us, which is a little bit crazy, but it is what it is. And so, yeah, I mean, a good outcome. We've got one right now where we're dealing with uh, someone came to us. We actually helped them with something separately, a business that they have, but they were recently let go from a big company, pretty, pretty big company. And we, we go toe to toe. We're a small firm, but small and mighty because we go to toe to toe a lot of the time with like big, big companies, big, big law firms. And in this particular situation, pretty big company, pretty big law firm behind them. And this person was let go and really not in a very ethical way and also in a relatively non-compliant way. And we've been going back and forth with their counsel and they've been kind of giving us the runaround. And at the end of the day, I think it's pretty funny to me sometimes how these disputes go because back and forth we go, you know, there's different claims and allegations. And ultimately, you know, they wrote back and said, we disagree with everything that you said, but we're going to give your client everything they've asked for. And so it's good, good result, kind of funny because it's one of those lawyer things where we've got to beat our chest and say, well, we think you're wrong, but we're still going to give you everything you need. And so that's a good outcome. We, we get those pretty often. And I think if there were a, a situation that I would draw on that wasn't necessarily a great outcome and mainly because they didn't listen to us is a lot of the time with trademark, we see that because trademark law is pretty nuanced, pretty vast as well. And, and I think it's pretty counterintuitive a lot of the time. And so we definitely have people come to us and they say, well, we don't think that that mark is similar to ours. We think we're in the clear. We're good to go. We're going to use that name or yes, go ahead and file the trademark application against your advice. And, you know, we file it or they go out there and they use the name. And then ultimately, lo and behold, they end up in a cease and desist, you know, situation and, and potentially fielding a lawsuit over over infringement. And so that's one of those that we see that often, unfortunately. Um, and it's just one of those things where to be a good attorney and I think to be a, a good professional advisor in any capacity, you really have to learn to sort of let that go a little bit and, and you know, understand that at the end of the day, those decisions are their decisions and we're here to help them understand and na- navigate the landscape. Okay. Thank you for sharing those. I think it's valuable for, for folks listening. So really your firm, I mean, that the, the first case was uh, a labored employment uh, litigation and then also trademark. So a, a really interesting uh, breadth of uh, services that you folks offer. And you've recently added the estate planning. This is really more geared to estate planning anyway. So let's talk for a moment. What, uh, how, I mean, obviously you were referring that business out and so it made sense. Gosh, if we could you know, provide this in-house, I mean, it would be another value add for our clients. So have you seen uh, both positive and negative uh, results for those who worked with you to get the estate planning done and those maybe who just kind of put it off or didn't think it was as important as it really is and then something untoward happened to them. Yeah. I mean, I think luckily right now our clientele is sort of of an age where we haven't really had to see any of the instruments actually in play, you know, and, and go through probate or anything like that. But we've definitely had a few people come to us and, and they say, look, we've got a trust and we've got wills and we think that we're good. You know, we think we're covered and, and but we'll have you take a look at them. And then we take a look and they're really, really inadequate and, um, you know, really, really out to date. And so when that happens, that's one of those things where that's a good scenario because it helps us to help them and we can really get them set up with a more comprehensive set of estate planning documents. But, you know, I certainly have seen a few instances, just friends and family where, you know, someone passes away, there's there's nothing there, probate takes forever. 
They're fighting over everything. They can't find any of the passwords to get in anything in our modern world these days. And, you know, that that's typically a product of, of putting it off for sure. And and I get it. You know, it's a it's a morbid conversation. At the end of the day, you're talking about when you're going to die and what to do with all your possessions and your belongings that you value and that have sentimental value. And it's a it's a tough conversation. And, and so for us, we just try to make it more understandable and, and help educate our clients. And that's just a general sort of through line with all of the work do is we have, I think, over 120 videos on YouTube. A lot. Yeah. Three to 10 minute long videos explaining legal topics and just starting to roll out the state planning videos now that we're doing that. And so we just try to send infographics videos, do as much as we can to help sort of demystify these things and, and help make it a little bit less paralyzing so that they can get started on them. Fabulous. I, I think, and that's the biggest challenge uh, I find with clients is just getting them to take any step forward because, you know, if nothing happens, then it's a, it's potentially a mess for the family later. Having gone through a seven-year probate myself, father passed away, had leukemia, uh, had a simple will. Wills go through probate and uh, it's not what dad would have wanted, but that was the practical result of his inability to do more and better planning uh, because he was so sick. Let's talk for a moment about, and I think your firm probably is situated to be this. I think we both heard the term trusted advisor over the years. And what does that mean to people? I mean, for me, it means, you know, for example, I mean, I've done an estate plan or maybe I've done some asset protection planning for a client or uh, what have you. And they reach out to me and maybe they've had a relative who got into trouble and, you know, a good criminal defense attorney and I can, I have a, a nice Rolodex of uh, people. I can say, yeah, I, I have somebody that I'd be happy to introduce you to who should be able to uh, take care of the matter. But I guess in your situation, because of the depth and the breadth of the services you offer, I guess people come back to you as that trusted advisor. Is that, would that be a fair statement? Yeah, I think so. And I, you know, I think we take a lot of pride in, in that sort of role and that label because I think at the end of the day, you know, that's essentially what I envision being an attorney to be is we're here to help people. We're here problem solve for them. And if they can trust us to advise them, you know, that's the best case scenario. And then hopefully they're not paying us just to not listen to us at that point. And so it's definitely something that I think is very important. And I also think that it's unfortunately something that I don't know that our entire profession takes seriously. And that's yeah. one of the struggles that I noticed with other attorneys for sure. And then one of the reasons why we do a little bit different. Yeah. Well said. And I appreciate you uh, sharing that with the audience. Let me see, who's a good referral source for you in terms of the clients that you serve? Yeah, we've got a few. We're pretty lucky to have kind of established some good kind of relationships in our communities. And so I think a lot of the time, the biggest referral source for us is just happy clients. What I tell my staff and our interns and you know anybody that'll listen is happy clients get happy clients. And so that's our yeah, our biggest referral source there. And then I think outside of that, you know, we've been lucky that some of the boards that that myself and my partner have sat on or some of the organizations that we do work through that they tend to be business friendly or, or actually membership organizations of businesses. And so that really serves us well and, and folks come to us. But, you know, with any of those, even referrals from happy clients, even referrals through networks where I do work and, you know, volunteer, it always is a little bit of a uphill climb with the trust, you know, even workspaces that we've been in before, co-working spaces where everyone in there are people that we can help. It usually takes, you know, several months or a year before they kind of trickle into our office and say, okay, I think you're trustworthy. I want to ask you some questions. Sure. Um, but for the most part, yeah, we're, we're very lucky in that we don't have to do a lot of marketing. We don't have a lot of advertisements and we're very fortunate that we get a lot of referrals and, and a lot of word about. Fabulous. Okay. Let me see. What's one thing that you would want the listeners to know about you or your firm? 
Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I, I sort of, you know, we started before we hit record talking about how I have a little bit of a different path and, and kind of do things a little bit differently. And I think one of the things that just stands out to me a lot after the pandemic and just sort of the, the life that I've had, I, I mean, I'm a white male in America that's middle class and I'm not disabled, I'm neurotypical and I'm cisgender and all of those things give me immense privilege. And so to me, I feel that there's a duty to help other people that don't have that same privilege, help them get a seat at the table that I might have a seat at automatically because of the way I look. And my partner, you know, she kind of presents white, but she's a minority as well. And so we really work hard to try to make sure that people have access and that we can help communities that don't have the same privilege and the same sort of benefit of the doubt that we've gotten. And so that's everything from, you know, doing the volunteer work that I do advocating for political policies to even just, I have an electric motorcycle. I don't want to have a gas powered vehicle because I'm trying to help the environment because a lot of the time the developing nations and and the, the folks that can do the least about it are the most affected by different climate, you know, disasters and change. And so really just trying to be a force for good out there and, and use whatever privilege I'm given to, to leverage that. Okay. That's tremendous. Thank you for sharing. Motorcycle, really. I didn't know that. I, I obviously am familiar with the electric cars, but I didn't realize that we uh, or that any uh, manufacturer had come up with an electric motorcycle. That's terrific. A lot of fun. There's a few of them, actually. I think Harley has one, and then there's one that's just specifically electric called Zero. But the one I have is far more affordable than those two. And it's uh, it's a company called Saunders, and it's called a Metacycle. I don't particularly love the name, but it is a lot of fun. And uh, the range ain't great with it being electric, but it's a lot of fun. Very good. Okay. Well, they have to work on that. Otherwise, it, I mean, I could imagine you driving out to the mountains, you know, on a weekend or whatever on the windy roads. You just don't have the range. It's like, what's the point? Yeah. Uh, let's see. just want to, is there anything that we haven't touched on uh, either about you or your firm that you want to share with the listeners so that, you know, I want to make sure that we don't miss any opportunity to yeah, I'll mention one thing. So there's this uh, platform out there called Teachable, and it's essentially an online education platform where people can set up courses and different sort of educational workshops. And my partner at Better is actually rolling out an HR education course on Teachable. And it's going to be a pretty comprehensive, I think it's going to have over 60 modules all said and done. Huh? And they're going to build on each other and be pretty progressive. And really, this grew out of the fact that, and kind of going back to your question about being a trusted advisor, you know, we get questions that, you know, our clients don't know that this may not be a legal question, but for us, we kind of have to stay in our lane as lawyers and not give advice too much in, in HR or CPA or, you know, any of those things. And so what we decided is that we have the skill set, we have the understanding, and we've seen enough workplaces and helped them with their labor laws that we can advise on that. It's just going to be something where that's tough to build for as an attorney and, you know, how do you switch gears? And so we were rolling out this course and it's, it's going to be pretty tremendously helpful, I think, to our clients because it's very comprehensive and it's sort of go at your own pace, module by module, and it's going to be very affordable. So that's something that I would mention that if anybody out there seems like they might be interested in that or resonates with them, you know, to look us up because we'll have that out there pretty soon. Now, is that available through your website or is that on YouTube or I mean, how would folks access? Yeah, so that's a good question. So we probably need to figure out. It'll probably be available through the website. I would imagine we'll have a plug in at some point, but outside of that, we do newsletters and we're pretty active on our social and um, it would be something that, you know, if you reached out to us, we could set up with one way or another for sure. Let's see. I don't know if I asked this. Do you have an ideal client or is there someone who's uh, really a good fit for your firm? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a little bit of a wild card answer, but the favorite thing that we have in clients is when they're grateful and they say thank you. 
I think that in the legal profession and professional services at large, there's this sort of expectation that, you know, we're here to do that thing and go do it and that's it. And there's no gratitude or thanks involved. And, you know, sometimes lawyers, I also think get treated sort of like we're a secretary, which for the rates that we charge, that's a little crazy to pay a secretary that much. But yeah, I think for us, it's someone that's grateful and understands what we're doing for them and understand maybe they don't understand it I and mean, is thankful for that. And, you know, if I had to add something to that, it's just somewhat tech savvy, you know, able to use some of the platforms that we use because the platforms that we use to keep things sort of efficient helps keep our costs down and helps keep us affordable for our clients. So we have to be able to have buy-in on those platforms with our clients. Very good. Okay. Uh, let's see. And and um, Sam, how can you be found? Can you give us information on uh, how to contact you for those listeners who, you know, anything you've said uh, on this podcast resonates with them? How can they uh, get in touch with you or your firm? Yeah, absolutely. So our website is www.inbetterwetrust.com. And then our Instagram, In Better We Trust. Our YouTube is Better APC. I guess we dropped the ball on the consistency of the branding there. But yeah, the YouTube is Better APC. And uh, I think if there's anywhere else that you would find us, you know, LinkedIn, just our names and then Better uh, APC on there. But yeah, I think the website is typically the, the great first place to start. And then the YouTube channel, like I mentioned before, we're up over 120 videos there. And they're everything from, you know, all the things that I mentioned, trademark, formation, labor and employment, estate planning, all the things. Okay. Sam, any final thoughts before we bring this to a close? It's been a pleasure to speak with you, but I just want to make sure that if you anything else that you want to share with the listeners, I give you that opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I just think, uh, share similarly gratitude for this opportunity. I really appreciate you having me on here and also condolences for your father. That's a, that's a tough story. And, you know, glad to hear that sounds like it's worked out since then. But yeah. And other than that, you know, look forward to anybody that wants to reach out. Certainly the YouTube videos are all free. So go check those out. And we're happy to help with anything, like I said, from A to Z for all those buckets of clientele and now including estate planning. Excellent. I'm Rod Hadley. It's been a privilege to interview Sam Mazio, an attorney with, and I guess the founder of uh, Better APC. And you're here in San Diego. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Sam, thank you so much for sharing the time. It's been a pleasure and I do appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Really appreciate being on. You've been listening to the Legacy Leaders Podcast with Katie Beth Hand and Stan Miller. For more information on them and the show, please visit PinnacleLegacyLaw.com. If you like what you've learned today, do share the program with your friends and subscribe wherever podcasts are found.